What do you think? Dude, amazing. There you go. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, we are here with Chris Landers, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, world-renowned photographer, spearfisher. Did you say spear fisherman or spear fisher? Uh, a lot of people say Spiro. Spiro, where did that come from? That's uh, a good question. I have no idea. No it's just uh, to shorten. Just So do you call your buddies and you're like, hey, Spiros, let's go. N- not at all. I'm like, hey, what's up, Toby? What's up, Mike? <laughs> uh, the Spiro term is this, never is comes Is that a way that you mouth. were actually able to sneak in a plug for them right then? Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys. What's up, buddies? <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you I'm for having me. I'm here with the wonderful me. Chris Landers. Uh, who is, can we say, world-renowned photographer, Spiro, uh, freediver? I, I mean, I guess you could kind of throw that out there. I'm well-known in South Florida. You know, yeah. I'm trying to make a, a better name for myself out there. But yeah. um, Out of all of those three, what do you say that you are out of all of them? I think I am a better photographer than I am spear fisherman. So, uh, if, I, so if, I, if I'm at a bar, if I'm out at the beach, I'll say, hey, what's your name, Chris? Uh, what do you do for a living? What is the answer? I tell people that I do photography yep. and I teach free diving. Awesome. Because I cool. try to work both of them together in the classes and, and whatnot. And then do you do any type of spearfishing for business commercially or no? Nope. Don't have permits to do that. Um, it's a process to get the permits to do it, uh, commercial spearfishermen. But, I mean, we go out, we just have fun. What we try to do is when we go spearfishing, uh, we make sure that we shoot enough fish just for us to have. And yep. we always have a big cookout, like, a night before the night after we're done spearfishing we bring all of our friends girlfriends wives and we just have a big big family cookout now how long can you actually keep that food meaning if you're to freeze it if you're to freeze it i like to keep it for no more than two months but yeah. i'll go through it that quick i mean you if you vacuum seal it yeah. and you process it right you can keep it for a while but i like to eat it i don't never last that long i normally just eat it right away and you probably do sashimi style too for sure yes for sure what fish do you not like to do sashimi style? Uh, snappers. Really? I actually enjoy that. Yeah, I'm not okay. a big snapper sashimi or mahi-mahi. Yeah, that, it, it tastes it, like soap or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I've actually done legal-sized snook in season. Um, I've actually... <laughs> Way to throw that out there. I've actually um, done that sashimi style, and it's, it's, it should be cooked. It should be cooked. Yeah. There are some fish that just need to be cooked. Uh, so yeah, so Chris Landers is with us today. So Chris is a uh, photographer here in South Florida, um, big time spear fisherman as well, free diver. Um, but you're also a runner too, aren't you? I uh, used to be a runner. Used to be runner. Do, used you, to be do you run anymore now? I actually ran two miles the other day yeah. and uh, eh, it was hurting. I was now, hurting. <laughs> with all this stuff that we're going to get into, I have a bunch of questions here regarding this, but what what do you do to keep in shape for because uh, if you're going down 20 30 40 80 however far you go down mm-hmm. feet you got to be in shape now that's an exercise in itself do you do anything to sustain that um i go to the gym five days a week okay. and i just do different exercises that are going to help me in flexibility and also help me in strength so that really does help me when it comes to free diving and pushing those limits have you tried any type of yoga or i have tried yoga um I did it for a while. I tore my hamstring a few years ago, so yoga is a little rough for me right now yeah. to, to get into it. Um, so I'll just do a lot of stretching by myself, but some yoga is a little too intense for me right now. Yoga is too intense for you? Yeah, it's way too intense for me. Those posi- you have to hold the positions for a while. Oh. So you ran in college too? Yes, ran in college. What did you run? I ran the mile and the 800. What, can you, what could you do a mile in? What was your fastest time? My fastest mile in college was 404. Wow. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> have you been able to get close to that? Oh, no. When you ran two miles a couple of weeks ago, how, how quickly were you able to do that? Uh, they were in like 6'10 six, six, pace. So, okay. you know, it was... Again, I was not bragging it. about mine. I was winging it. No. You were like 6'10 is pretty good. Yeah, I was Rose. just... Rose. I try, my friends want me to run in this road race here, Turtle Trot in uh, South Florida. So do you think I'll, you'd win it? No. No? no. I probably... Start throwing Do you up have everywhere. that competitive spirit where you would go out there to win it or no? I would probably start off and I would just be really relaxed running with some of my friends that want to do it. And then I would probably just get pissed off and angry and I'd want to start running a little faster. So so there's a little bit of competitive spirit in you. Oh, for sure. There always is. Is there, com- is there a competitive spirit in free diving? There is, but that's not the type of attitude that you want to have when it comes to free diving. Which is what we'll get into in a little bit. Yep. So how did you get into free diving? So when I moved to South Florida, I love fishing. How long ago did you move here? I moved here nine years ago. Nine years ago. Okay. Yep. So when I moved here. And you're how old? Right I now? am 34. 34. Okay. Yep. So when I moved here, um, I was always fishing on the beach and I 
saw this one guy, he was from South Africa. I always started talking to him and he always was diving out back on this reef. And he used to always bring all these different fish home with him. And I haven't caught anything all day fishing out this reef. And I was just getting really frustrated. So one day I finally pulled him aside and I was like, will you please teach me how to do this? I just moved here. I really don't know anyone. It looks like a sport that I would love to get into. Um, he's like, go out and buy a few different things. I went out and bought everything that he told what me to buy. What were those things? Uh, he told me to buy, to start off a pole spear. Yeah. So I bought a pole spear. He told me to get a nice mask, nice snorkel, good fins. And Had you ever snorkeled before? Yeah. Yeah. In New Jersey, but nothing like, nothing like in clear water. So he's actually, he's, you're, you're, you're a New Jersey boy at this point. He said, go get like a, you know, a pole spear, which yep. is essentially like a, a small, not to say a smaller, but kind of a, it's like a, it's got a, for the people that don't know what it is, it's, yep. like, a, it's like a long harpoon with it's a rubber, a rubber, rubber band on the outside that you hook your hand right. to, and that's what allows you to shoot it. Gotcha. Um, and so you've never done this before, and he says, go get one. He told me, go get it. He's <laughs> like, go get, if you get these things, I will teach you how to do so this. So y- you went and got those? I went and got those things. Um, I called him the next day, and I was like, I bought everything. He's Let's like, go okay. shoot some things. That's right. I was super excited to do it. <laughs> and when I went out there the first time ever doing it, I missed everything. And yeah. he was like, no, you got to approach it like this. You got to make sure you're in the sand. You got to not like chase the fish, let the fish come to you. So it was a, it was a hard learning process. But after a few weeks of doing it with him and him taking me to different reefs, um, I really developed a, a cool way to, to, you know, harvest my own food to get my own fish. So the way you actually got into spear fishing was through free diving. Obviously. Through free diving. Yes. Now, yeah. how, at that point, how long could you hold your breath? Were you uh-huh. just kind of just up and down? It up was and like, down? oh, it was like 30 seconds. And I thought that was like a world record. Were you gassed, at, you know, after that first go yes. around? Yeah. And it blew my mind because he's an older fella and he could stay down there forever. And I was just sitting on the surface like, how the heck can he do this? And I'm struggling for 30 seconds to even yeah. shoot a fish. Now, can, for everybody, can you explain what free diving is compared to snorkeling, scuba, et cetera? Uh, free diving is just breath holding, diving deep what it comes down to. So anything like the, if you did dive free diving, you know, you want to be diving down deeper than 30 feet. You want to be able to hold your breath for a minute. You want to be able to hold your breath for some time. If you're snorkeling, a lot of times people just stay on the surface and they never put their head underneath the water. So free diving is just breath holding, diving down deeper. Right now, how, how long can you hold your breath? Uh, the longest I've held my breath for is five minutes. What do you, is that? Can you do that now? Right now? No, I, (laughs) Could uh, I do can, that right can you now? Currently, do it. Yes, five yes, minutes. five minutes. So when we say longest breath hold, it's what we call a static, and what we do statics is just laying in the pool, motionless, yep. holding your breath. Now, because you currently teach this to folks, I, right? I, I currently teach free dive classes. And so, and you teach them in the pool. You don't go right into nope. the water. It's a it's a two day class. Uh, first half of the class is going to be in the classroom. We're going to break down everything that they need to know about what they're going to learn in the pool. So we want to give them the history of free diving. We want to talk to them about different things that can happen, what to look for, what to watch out for, how to relax yourself in the water. Once they're done with that, we take them to the pool. When we get them in the pool, everything that they learned in the classroom is now coming to play into the pool. So they actually see it. They can actually feel their body going through these things. Once they're done with that, we get them to the ocean and we have a half day ocean course out uh we go out to like 500 feet of water so it's nice blue water so they're comfortable we drop the line down to 66 feet and we teach them how to dive down to 66 feet now that's crazy jump i've done that i've jumped not to 66 feet free diving but jumping out in 500 feet of water when it's like that blue and you dive down and you literally you can lose also a sense of direction right 100 percent. and you almost get a little um uh, hypnotized because if it's a sunny day you just there's just like this you know the reflection of the sun yep. you can see as you're going down and then when you look up and you just see like this little tiny boat it's actually very humbling because you realize how small you are in this whole universe very and literally small. there could be a big ocean beast that would come swallow you and that would be it that, that would be, be it done. no one would see you again now when you go down let's say when you're jumping out in that five and we'll get i'll get to the sharks question okay. here in a little bit but when you do that when you've gone out to let's say nowhere there's no reef or anything like that mm-hmm. 500 feet of water has there has anything come up on you out of nowhere um out that deep yes uh we've been out there and we've had especially teaching classes we'll drop the line out there we'll have big wahoo swim up to us gotcha we'll have mahi mahi swim up to us uh sometimes you'll have a porpoise swim up to you guys just to see what you are yeah um so you do get to see a lot of cool things like that and that's what i tell everyone when they take the class i'm like if you guys want bring a camera you never know what you're going to see when we're out there now, how how far can you dive down right now? Uh, the deepest I have been is 132 feet. How could you do that right now? Is it? Yes. You could do it yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, wh- what are you doing going down that low? Going yeah, going that deep. What's what am I? Are you competing? Or nah, are you, what we did is uh, we were. You, is, it, is it you know? Are you? It would be is a bet with your friend. No, is no, it? <laughs> it's a training tool. So what we do is when we're out there, sometimes we'll if we're done spearfishing, some of my buddies would be like, let's drop the line and let's just practice some of our dives yeah. to see what we're feeling. Um, so we'll drop the lines down and the deepest we'll drop them to is 132 feet. And if you can make it down that far, that's good. We always have safeties in the water. We yep. always have a safety file on the person down. So if anything happens, we're there to react. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now you were actually present during one of these accidents that happened. Yes. Yes, I was. And, yeah. uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause that was a really scary moment you shared with me during Christmas time yeah. when you and some friends went out and yeah. he, can you walk us through what happened? I can, I can definitely walk you through what happened. Um, so is he going to get mad with you telling the story? He is, but I'm not going to drop names. Okay, perfect. So no names are going to be dropped in or this story. Or you could say she. <laughs> <laughs> or I could say she. Uh, no names will be dropped in this story. But uh, we were out diving one day, and one of my buddies um, is a very competitive free diver. And like I said earlier, that's something. Are you better than him? Uh, okay, keep going. I don't want to <laughs> throw that out there because I don't want it to ha- it fear, make the fire bigger. I don't want him to, got it, to, got it. to get angry. But... Um, Put it this way, I'm way safer than he is. <laughs> that, that, I think that's better. <laughs> that is better. So we were out there, and how the day started is, uh, here in South Florida, we always have a spring cobia run. Spring cobia run is always going to be... And cobia is a fish. Cobia is a fish. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be from around mid-February yep. to May is when we get a really good cobia run. So it's one of the best eating fish. If you guys haven't tried it, make sure you try it. So when we were out there diving, all of us have already shot our fish. We've already shot our cobias, and he has a very competitive spirit in him. He just wants to be better than everyone. Uh, I always tell everyone that he is the alpha male type spear fisherman, which you don't want to be. Right. Um, so we're out there and we're hunting, and I'm sitting there uh, cutting up some barracuda for chum. So as I'm cutting up barracuda, what we're trying to do is bring bring the sharks up because the sharks bring the cobia up. Cobia like to follow sharks around because they just feed on whatever they were eating they get their scraps so i'm chumming getting all those sharks up and i pointed and as i pointed i looked over and i was like oh shoot i was like i didn't want them to see that because it was a deeper fish and my buddy took a breathe up he took a deep breath and as he took the deep breath he went down when he went down he went down to like 80 feet and i see him trying to stalk the shark and the cobia and the, the shark's just taking the cobia away from him. So as it's taking him away, he keeps going after it. I turn to my buddy and I go, hey, come over here. And you, you're doing this all underwater, right? Uh, I'm on the surface. They're okay. underwater. Okay. Okay. So I turn to my buddy that's on the surface and I go, hey, come over here. Please follow me. He's going to black out. And my buddy looks at me. And, and how did you know that? Just the way he was kicking. Okay. Um, I am really, when it comes to free diving, like that's why... I think the people like diving with me. I am really anal about safety. Yeah. I, I know everyone's body movement. If someone's not kicking right, I know something's wrong just because I study them and I understand it. So when he's down there, he's kicking. And I turned to my buddy. I was like, please come and follow me. He's going to black out. And my buddy's reaction goes, you're full of shit. And I go, just please come close to me. I was like, I'm going to need help. So as he's coming up from the dive, my buddy's swimming right next to me. As he's coming up, the cobia comes back up. So then he dives back down to like 50 feet. Now, is that, is that a cool thing to do? I mean, no. but not, not cool. I mean, is that a safe thing to do as you're coming back up to go back down? Never. 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 So, as, so as you ascend up, you want to even up. if you see something, you say, I'm going to leave that for now. I'm just going to. No fish. No fish is worth your life. Got no it. fish is worth so anyone's life. I just didn't know that from a free dive standpoint. Mm-hmm. As you're ascending, just keep going. Just it's, keep going. Okay. Just keep coming. You know what? You're in the water with so many buddies that they can go down there and shoot the fish. Okay. Why jeopardize something along those Got lines? It. So as he's coming up, he goes back down. And mm-hmm. as he comes back down, I'm already starting to kick down to him because I know something's up. So as I'm kicking down, he turns back around and starts swimming up. He gets around 30 feet, and all of a sudden, he exhales because he thought he was mm-hmm. on the surface, and his body was telling him, like, you're done. So he exhales, and as he exhales, his hand's up in the air. His hand drops down, and he starts sinking headfirst down in the water. And we're in 140 feet of water. And he starts to sink, and I pick him up. I grab him and by about thirty feet, about thirty-five feet ish. So I pick him up, and as I'm swimming him to the surface, he's convulsing under the water. So when convulsing, now do you try and cover their mouth so they don't take any air? You do, but or water for for <laughs> for this scenario, it was a little harder for me to cover his mouth. So what I did, as soon as I grabbed his head, I swam up to the surface as fast as I could. Yeah, I had my spear gun in my hand. He had his spear gun in his hand. 
he's having semi-seizures underneath the water and convulsing and his hands on the trigger. So when his hands on the trigger, I'm just watching his fingers oh like get closer God. to the pulling the trigger and the gun was right at my leg. So what I did is when I'm swimming up, I'm trying to shake his other arm with my gun in my hand. So I'm shaking his arm and finally I get the gun out of his hand. I get him onto the surface and I yell to my buddy, go down and get his gun. So my buddy starts diving down, picks his gun up around 15 feet, yell to my other buddy, come get my gun out of my hands. Once my buddy gets my gun out of my hands, I have fully control of my friend. Right. Took his mask off, blew across his face because there's receptors on his face that tell him that he's not face down in the water anymore and it's okay to breathe. Yes. Slapped him on the face a few times, kept talking to him to encourage him to breathe, that everything's going to be okay. And he popped out of it. Um, and he, you know, he, he came back. Um, if, if you guys are ever free diving with anyone and you have uh, something like this happen, just know that that person is done diving for the day. Yes. Because the likelihood of that happening again are sky high. Now, so. didn't you say that there was also, because he was actually, I don't know what happens to the brain or he's hallucinating, hallucinating, he came to, but yeah. then he doesn't, th he thinks that everything is okay. Yeah. So what happens when you're dealing with people that have blacked out? Um, most of the people, when they come to, they're not going to realize what happened to them. The last thing that they remembered is shooting that fish. The last thing that he remembered was stalking that Kobe. Oh, my goodness. And he didn't realize that he was swimming up, but he just still thought in his brain, in his mind, that he was stalking that fish. And I came down there and yanked him away from that fish. He didn't realize that, you know, he blacked out, that he passed out. It was just something that, you know, what your brain does to you, it doesn't, you don't remember that. Right. So we had a GoPro video and we showed him it to him on the boat and he was still in denial. And as once, once he saw that video, um, I mean, tears, you know, tears started coming down. Wow. Like it was just very emotional. And, you know, because if we weren't watching him then, yeah. he wouldn't be here right now. Wow. That's, I mean, that's an unbelievable, so, yeah. unbelievable story. And it goes into <clears throat> a question that I had, which was, you know, what is your routine when you're going in? So you're going, we're going spearfishing. Mm -hmm. um, again, I've been spearfishing with friends. You go fishing with friends, you get excited, you know, like, you know, hooting and hollering, yeah. music's playing, et cetera. But when you're on that boat, like right before you get in, let's say, do, wait, do you anchor off at 140 nope, feet? Nope, so you're nope. just drifting. We always, uh, we have one of our buddies that doesn't like diving, but he loves driving boats. So he drives a boat for us the whole time. So when it's go time, when you're putting your gear on stuff like that, it does, does the mood change a little bit or is it still hooting and hollering, screaming, it, turning It's the still music super on? excited, especially when we get out to like the deep ledge here. Um, and if you could see the visibility is phenomenal. Yeah. Everyone's excited. But before I get in the water, I always tell everyone, watch each other. Yeah. Guys like, you know, you're swimming with sharks right now. Sure. You need to watch each other's backs. There's no one person out there. We're a team and we're working together because we want to bring home fish to eat. How do you balance out that excitement versus i mean it is it is very risky thing right there's very. sharks and everything like when you is it when you hit the water is it when you jump off is it when you're you know putting on whether it's a knife or on your side or something like that is there a point where you kind of get into your own zone of saying you know maybe some other people hooting and holler have a good time um is there a point where you're just like this is it's go time now. it's go as soon as i jump as soon as my face hits that water as soon as face hits water it's just okay it's just there you it know. really is like when you get, when you jump in the water it's a very just centering feeling yes. where like all all noise stops yep. and it's just you hear whether it's crackling or whether it's just kind of nothing you just and that's for you it's like it's 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 go time it's yeah it's go time right then as soon as my face hits water and i load my spear gun i am totally relaxed and ready to go man now when you guys when you guys go out there uh, do you have a targeted fish in mind or is it one of those where it's we're going to shoot what we see? Um, when we're out on the deep ledge in that time frame that I said from mid-February to May, we're main priority is to shoot cobia. That's what we want to shoot because we all, you know, we don't see them all year round. So when they're here, that's something that we really want to get and we really want to shoot. We want to make sure that we have it in our freezer that we can eat yeah. it. Um, any other time, summertime, you know, snappers yeah. or we'll just cruise to the Bahamas and we'll shoot like hogfish, groupers. Grab now, for everybody listening, there. how far is the Bahamas from Oh, there? man. It depends on what kind of boat you're in. If uh. you're in a fast boat, it's only like an hour. If you're in a slow <laughs> boat, it's like a two hours, two and now, a half hours. Now, you and I, uh, we, we have kindred spirits, and we have a, um, a similar uh, characteristic, which I don't think either of us are proud about, which is that we both get seasick. Uh, well, I... I've heard... Is that not true, or have you gotten over it? Um, I only get seasick when I am teaching, and the ocean is super rough. 
because um, when I'm teaching, we're live dropping the line down and the line's moving different with the waves yeah. and we're watching that line. That's the only time that I get seasick. But now I could go sit on the boat and if yeah. it's super rough, I won't get seasick. So going back and forth, which when you cross, sometimes there's some really rough, it can go from... Oh, we've been in some big, big seas crossing. Now, what size seas have you been crossing? Uh, crossing, we crossed after, oof, one of those uh, tropical storms that came through and it was all... 10 to 14 big swell now, at any huge. point do you think maybe we should wait this out oh 100 percent. i told everyone that and everyone's like you're a wuss you know it's gonna be fine and we get out there and i would just look at everyone and be like yep they're like okay it's bigger than we thought and i was like and no, thought, no thoughts of turning around or no they're like dude once we're going we're going <laughs> so 10, it, to, 10 to 14 feet it, now do you get sick on that or no 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 because no. is it just so it's just so massive it's that it's just like you're just concentrating that on surviving. you're just concentrating on don't fall over the boat just, now do you if you're, you're 10 to 14 feet you're coming back over do you have your gear with you in case you get tossed 100 percent. on that day we had i had my mask around my neck yeah. just in case and i had my fins in arms distance away that i could grab my fins if i had to we had our e-perbs with yes. us uh we had all of that stuff case if the boat did go over we would have something. I also carry around a little, uh, a little reflector mirror, and I had that in my board shorts just in case we did. You know, you can kind of catch someone's eye with a reflecting mirror. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, ten it's to scary. feet. It's, it's scary. It's scary. So, do you ever, do you ever get nervous when you go down to spearfish? Is there ever like because you actually go around sharks? And yes. So let's talk about that. Um, do you ever get nervous when you're jumping in with sharks, or is that nerve gone yet? Uh, no, that, that nerve, uh, I don't think that nerve will ever leave. Um, what is, what is the, the craziest situation you've been in regarding sharks? Cause that's what, you know, uh, cause well, here's the thing is cause so many people think, you know, who live not by the coast or anything, or even people that live here, you think sharks, everybody immediately thinks jaws, at jaws. and it's, and it's not what it is, although that movie ruined it for everybody in the world, but it's, they're around here. Yes. And yeah. so, um, and things happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of times things don't happen, right? Yep. You know, yesterday there was nothing happened here in, in, in South Florida. What is the scariest situation though you've been in when it comes to sharks? Oh man, they're just, man, it is, it does get scary out there because what you're doing is now you are shooting a fish. And as soon as that spear goes through the fish, the fish sends off these vibes that he's in distress. Right. He is hurting right now. Yes. And that just turns the sharks on more than anything. Because it's not like you jump in, see sharks and say, hey guys, let's go to another spot. There's sharks here. You go, if there's sharks oh, there, yeah. you just still go. We stay, we stay. The only time we'll ever get out of the water is if you start seeing the sharks on the same, sur like on the surface with you yes. and their pec fins or their dorsal fin out of the water and they're just cruising on the surface. And you start to see, you can tell people are like, you're crazy, but you can kind of see when the sharks are getting agitated with you. They'll yeah. really drop their fins. They'll hunch their back and they'll start shaking their head left and right and start biting like the water. Yeah. And then that's when you're like, eh, let's have get out of here. Have you come, had them come close to you? Have you had to yes. essentially shoe them off? or whatever Oh yeah. We, uh, we've had a lot of times I'm swimming around with my camera and my buddy Toby was uh, shot a big cobia and I'm taking pictures of him and he looks over and the other people weren't biased. They were by our, our float in the water. And this shark is just coming right at him. And he's yelling at me. He's like, Chris, do something. And I was like, I got a camera in my hands. What am I going to do? So slowly throw so, it at him. No, so what <laughs> I did is I did like the Heisman pose. It's coming at him. And I just grabbed its nose yeah. and like stiff armed it and turned its head away. Now, does, at any point, do they open their mouth or anything or no? Um, that one didn't. Yeah. Thank they God. Can. They can. Yeah. <laughs> they sure they sure can. But uh at that point that one didn't. So I was very thankful for that because I I when I was done, I was like, dude, what did you want me to do? And he's yeah. like, That was it. That was good. And I was like, that was sketchy. I didn't want to do that. Now, I know a lot of people might be thinking this uh, is what about the use of, you know, shark deterrence, right? Is, have you guys I'm guessing the problem might be that it deters other fish. Mm. Uh, and it's also part of the environment. You want to see, I mean, I like when I go in there, I want to see sharks. Like yeah. you, you want to see it. You want to see them. But does there, it, it, does that used in any of the spearfishing industry or, or, or in the free diving industry? Yeah. There's uh there's this um, tether looks like a surfboard leash that people use. Uh, it's called shark shield and it deters the sharks away from you. Um, there's actually cool YouTube videos about it. Like they're setting up around a chunk of tuna yeah. and, uh, great whites coming in and all of a sudden it will seize up and just start shaking because it's setting out the pulses that it doesn't like. But I mean, that's the chances you take as spear fishermen is you're going to be in contact with a shark. You're going to see a shark eventually down the line, 
probably someone you know is going to be bit by a shark. Right. It's just the chances that you take if it's a passion that you love and it's something that you really love, you're going to go out and do it. Now, I saw you posted or somebody posted on Facebook or some some video, and I think this was last year, and I remember just like looking at it and be like, I can't believe that they're doing this. Uh, you were literally spearing. There was there was cobia that were hanging out with the bull sharks, mm-hmm. and you were literally shooting at the cobia that was like right by the bull shark. That yeah. is that's commonplace for you and your friends, correct? That's that's common in in. South Have you Florida. guys missed and and hit the shark and oh shit now I'm attached to a shark. <laughs> uh, no, we haven't had that happen yet. Uh, I mean, I've seen someone shoot the shark before, but the accidentally and the flopper not disengage inside the sharks and then it just goes in and they can just pull it right out. Got it. But I have not seen someone do that yet. I'm sure that would be a, a hell of a ride if they did. <laughs> now, will you actually? Will you go? free diving, let's say taking no, no spear, go, you do some photography, which we'll get into a second. Now, will you go and say, okay, this is a good spot with sharks. I'm just going to kind of cruise around with them and just swim with them. Do you do that at all? Um, if, if I have my camera in my hands, if I'm out there and I have nothing in my hands whatsoever, no, I, I, I won't do that. Do you ever go out by yourself? Never, never, not safe, not a safe thing to do. You always want to make sure that you have one buddy with you to watch you at all times. What will that other buddy do if you get bitten by a shark well he better react <laughs> he better react and help you <laughs> now have you noticed have you seen anybody ever get bit have you ever been in like in a soupy super sketchy situation um, where it's like oh we need to get out of here uh we thought uh, one of my buddies got bit once but the bull shark just rammed him in the in like the thigh and like the hip area um but thank god his mouth so wasn't he, got, open. he got bumped he got like rammed like it was like full speed like hit him and, and did you see this happen him. I was sitting in the boat because I refused to dive that day because it was dirty water. And they were making fun of me, actually, for not. They're like, you're such a wuss. Why wouldn't you want to jump in? I was like, one of you is going to get rammed by a shark. And on the wreck that we were at, it hit him right in the hip and right in the thigh and just pushed him through the water. And all everyone on the surface thought that he got bit. Do any of your friends that you go diving with have kids? Yes, my one buddy, Adam, has twin daughters. And is is he one of the ones that always egging people on and calling them a wuss? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, th- <laughs> yeah. This fraternity of um, of spear fishermen. I don't know if I want to join that fraternity because uh, you guys are pretty hard on each other. We are, but I mean, these people I trust like with my life. Like when we're out there, you need to trust these people. You need to make sure that you know they're watching you. And yeah, they might talk trash here and there, but I know if anything came down in the water, they would be the first ones to be by my side helping me out. So they're, it's a good it's a good group of people, even though they do bash you sometimes. Is the is the is is a shark the worst? I know I feel like a typical person about the sharks, but I know that's what people are interested mm-hmm. in. Um, are are the sharks the scariest ones to be around, or are there other creatures out there that you like? You actually are maybe skeeved out more by uh, uh, swordfish. Swordfish. I wouldn't. We jumped in the water once with a hooked swordfish. Uh, my friend wanted to get uh, pictures for his painting that he's doing yeah. of a swordfish, and. Uh, because you can't move that away that's, you can't. that's just gonna impale you and they are super angry fish they are. i mean they are just angry and they have like that four or five foot bill yeah and it is just i mean it would go right through you and he charged my two friends he didn't charge me i kept my distance from them but he jumped right in between them and bill just slapping on the surface and i got right in the boat and i was like yeah i'm not gonna take your picture man i was like i'm over this how about barracuda have you had any issues with those yeah, they're just, if you have anything shiny, they're just, you know, they're really aggressive towards you if you have something shiny. Like if you have a dangling necklace or like a chain on your wrist or on your ankle or something along those lines. Anything shiny, they always want to come in and see what it is. Yeah. So, and they eat fish like crazy too. What about green morays? Those are ones I that actually skeeve me out more so than anything. Because whether you're diving on, a, let's say, a shallow reef or whatever, and you're kind of like, your chest is close to it, and you're like, oh, my God, and this thing is just like leaning back, Yeah, right? and they have that weird look that their mouth just uh, kind of oh, moves yeah. like but that. you've never had any issues at, with the eels? Never, never had an issue with those, but I've known people that have, uh, in the Bahamas, stuck their hands in holes to grab lobster, mm. and the eel just latch onto their hand. Mm. So that's why I always look before I stick my hand in any holes anywhere in the Bahamas. <laughs> Or anywhere in life. Or anywhere in life. You always want to look first. That's probably a good thing to live by. (laughs) Um, So spearfishing, is that the most humane way to uh, get your seafood? Oh, it just depends on who you ask. Uh, I'm asking you. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. Some people say that it's not. Some people are like you're... Why would would people say it's not humane? Because, I mean, you are putting like a four-foot shaft, five-foot shaft through a fish. You know, if you don't hit it in the right spot. Because uh, the best place to shoot is in the head. You want to shoot, shoot it for the brain? You either want to shoot it in the brain yeah. or you want to spine it. So you want to break through its spine. If you do any of those shots, the fish is done. Okay. 
but a lot of people, you know, you can't line up that shot sometimes like the perfect shot. So sometimes you're going to hit the fish in mid body and he's just going to take off and run. Right. So it really depends on who you ask. Like some people are like, oh, it's so inhumane what you're doing. Like you're torturing these fish. You're doing this. Do you this, believe you're, you're torturing that. a fish? I don't believe we are. Because as soon as we get those fish, we make sure that we put them out. Like we make sure you take a knife and you right. put them in the brain. You Oh, it's 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 a more sustainable way to get fish as opposed sure. to just going and getting store-bought fish you know that's For just sure. caught in just a big net yeah you know? i'll i'll ne- i haven't bought store-bought fish since i've moved to florida well you haven't but you haven't had to i know but that's like uh i just wouldn't do it it's just you look at the fish and you're like eh, i have fresher stuff in my freezer right now what is your favorite fish to, it's terrible to say to shoot but like um what is your favorite fish to shoot i love shooting cobia Cobia. It's just a rush. Those are big muscle, just big, machines. Big fish. Um, and you also can't go wrong with going over the Bahamas and shooting some nice big hogfish. I mean, they're delicious. Because you can't catch those on rod and reel. You can, but they're tricky. Right. They're tricky. And, you know, why catch it on rod and reel? We could just jump in the water and shoot one. <laughs> now, and then talk to me about, so lobstering is a big, big industry down here in South Florida. Yes. Do you participate in in lobstering? I do. I try do you to avoid the mini season. I try to avoid mini season. So for everybody listening, mini season is before the commercial fishermen are able to go out there and collect the fit to collect the lobster. They open it up for, is it two days? Mm-hmm. Um, two days uh, for just, um, I guess you could say non-commercial uh, or private fishermen to go down there and dive. And here in the, in South Florida, you can't spear lobster. You can get them from whether scuba or snuba or, or free diving, et cetera. Um, but the big problem with mini season is anybody with a John boat goes out there and people who haven't, de- you know, dove in a very long time go out there. And there's actually every year there seems to be like there is some sort of tragedy or some sort For of, sure. of life. There's always an accident. Someone's either getting run over or something's happening. Yeah. So it, so I've actually never been during mini season, um, because it's just, it's, it's just a shit show. Oh, usually. it is. It is. And you know what? You're not missing anything. So <laughs> it's better just to go when regular season opens up because everyone seems to forget about it after that. Now, do you prefer, if you had to pick between spearfishing and lobstering, what's your favorite? Oh, I really don't like the way lobster taste. Really? Um, I just like catching them. So a lot just, of, do you grab them with your hands or do you this tickle stick and the uh, net? Um, I use, uh, the noose. Ah, so I like using the noose. So it has a little tickle stick on the end. You hit their tail until they come out and then you open up the noose, slide it around their tail done and zip tie it. Now, do you keep them in a bag as you're going? Uh, what we'll normally do is we have a few different spots and we'll just throw them to the boat. They have the boat following us the whole time. Most of the time the boat's towing us on a rope so we can see where the different ledges are and the different heads are. And we see the antenna sticking out. We'll just give a whistle or make a noise and he'll stop the boat and then we'll dive down and we'll hand him the lobster. Awesome. So let's tell me about this because this is one of my favorite uh, stories you've told me, which is the whale shark experience. Ah. Uh, be- yeah, see, I mean, ah. anytime you talk about that, everybody goes, ah. Um, and it's funny because we're actually getting ready to open up an office here. Um, and I was looking at some of your prints, and that is one print that I want blown up. And Deal. so I'm going to get that blown up and put in there. I'm not asking for it for free. I'm just no, it's going no, through. No, it. it's good. It's and, good. Uh, but because the whale, sh- whale shark is probably my favorite animal, and I've never, ever seen one in the wild. Oh. And so you actually had the, the luxury, the benefit of actually coming upon a whale shark. Can yes. Tell us about that experience. Oh, man. It's a day that I will never forget. And I uh, my face just lights up when I talk about this because it was just such a humbling experience to swim at something that big. Um, but we were out diving here in Palm Beach County outside of uh, Palm Beach Inlet. We're diving this wreck trek that we like to dive. And when we're out there, we see these fishermen fighting a fish. And we're like, man, what are these guys fighting? It has to be something huge. It's probably a Jewfish so, or a Goliath grouper. Right. So the guy is reeling, reeling it in and he's fighting it. And the pole's bending down and then they get it to the side of the boat and they start taking all these pictures of it. And I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. You know, let me get in the water. And I'll take pictures of it as it's swimming down, but they never deflated its swim bladder. So the thing couldn't get back down. Right. So as I'm in the water, uh, my buddies are looking at me and I'm yelling to my friend, Toby. And I'm like, Toby, can you come here? Can you help me with this? He's a marine biologist. So he's like, dude, we need to inflate its swim bladder that, or we need to swim it down to like 30 feet and then let the swim bladder kick in itself so they can swim down. So I'm like, okay, you swim it down and I'll get pictures of you doing this. And he's like, okay, let's do it. You know? So He's swimming the fish down and he gets it down to like 30 feet and finally the fish comes back to life and its swim bladder gets, you know, smaller so it can start getting down again. And as it's swimming down, like we come up high-fiving each other and it was like such a cool experience because, you know, 
Glyph Grouper and Jewfish are a nuisance here, but right. you don't want to see something suffer on the surface like right. that when, you know, all they had to do is deflate its swim bladder and it could have went down and it, it would be perfectly fine. So we're like celebrating and we're like, this is awesome. And like the other divers come over to us and we're like, we're on the wrecks now. So like, oh, let's just do a drift. So I see a cobia coming in from the distance and I yell to my buddy, Adam, who's never shot one before. I was like, dude, there's a cobia coming right now. I was like, I'm going to dive down. I'm going to lay in the sand. I'm going to get a video or pictures of you shooting this. And I was like, it'll be your first one you shot and it'll be amazing. I was like, you can look at it forever. And he's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. He's like, go do it. So I was breathing up, getting ready, nice and relaxed to go down. And as I'm going down, I take my deep breath of air. As I take my deep breath of air, I start diving down and I feel someone grab my weight belt and someone grabbed my weight belt and pulled me up. And as they pull me up, what's in front of me is just a wide open mouth of a whale shark. And I knew at first, like my heart was racing, but I I swam with them before in Honduras and Belize. So I was like, oh my God, it's a whale shark. You know, it's not going to eat me. It's not going to bite me. And his mouth is just wide open. And I just stick my camera in his mouth and I just start taking pictures of him and, and rolling video. So we got to swim with this whale shark for well over an hour. And it was like super friendly. And everyone's like, well, were you harassing it? Were you doing this? I was like, no. Every single time we got out of the water, the whale shark swam up to our boat and just stayed there. I was like, so, you know, I took all the pictures my friends wanted. Like we had five different friends on the boat. Each of them got in the water and all the pictures that they could ever dream of, they got. And I was like, guys, can you just give me 20 minutes by myself? I really want to get some pictures of this thing alone. And they're like, yeah, for sure. So we got to, sw- I got to swim around with this thing for like 20 minutes by myself. And, you know, I got to take phenomenal selfies with me and this whale shark and just like more mouth pictures and, you know, side shots of it with no one like in the way. And when I got home, I was like super excited because this is a fish that, you know, I really wanted to swim with. I really wanted to, you know, see one here in Florida because I hear they're here every Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we lucked out and, um, so I went home and I posted pictures and I get a uh, message on Facebook through this girl and she's like, Hey, submit this to whalesharkorg You know, they count, they, it's like human fingerprints. Each spot on the whale shark is like a human fingerprint. Yeah. So they can identify if the shark has ever been seen before. And, um, so I sent them the, the pictures and I sent them the videos that I had and they wrote back. They're like, this shark has never been spotted before or wow. seen before. They're like, so you have the honor of naming this shark. So I got to I got to pick out the name for the shark. Call it Toby. No. <laughs> so yeah, that's what they, actually it's funny that you say that because they all said they're like, dude, why don't you name it after me? I'm like, eh, no, I'm not gonna do that. So I got to name the shark, and anytime this shark gets spotted again, it will come back to me and it will notify me. What did you name me. it? Can I ask that? I I named it after my dog. My dog's name was Kingston, yeah. and we always called him Kinka. So I named the whale shark Kinka. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so. Anytime it comes back, uh, anytime someone sees it, they send it into whalesharkorg and it tells you where the shark has traveled to. Awesome. Uh, so. And in, in the show notes, I'm actually going, if you're fine with it, I'm going to post a picture of you and that whale shark on the page. With oh, it. perfect. Okay. Perfect. Just don't sue me for copyright. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, so I, I would, you've brought this up a couple times, um, which has been, you know, what people are saying so you're you're heavily involved on instagram is that correct yes yes uh how many followers do you have on instagram uh nine thousand something no big deal nine thousand folks and so something you've mentioned uh, throughout this whole conversation has been um for what i would like to call haters um so people who (laughs) you seem to be familiar with that there's a lot of them out there so you seem to be familiar with that um what have you seen? So as you're taking pictures or spearfishing things, I'm sure there has been some things that haven't been well received of you posting. No, not what are, at all. What are some of those that have that oh, you've posted? Man, I got a picture of my buddy riding this whale shark, and it it was it's my favorite picture. And I've by ever, riding it, what do you mean by uh, that? He's just holding onto its dorsal. Fin. Right. So he's not on it. He's, he's not on it like straddling it. Yes. Yeah, he's not straddling. He's just holding onto its dorsal fin, and it is my favorite picture that I've ever took. And I can't post it anywhere because I just get so much hate. Is it illegal? It is not illegal. It is frowned upon. It's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. Gotcha. So you just get the. Does he have that? Does he have that picture blown up? Yes, he does. Okay. And it is amazing. The whale shark was thirty-five feet long. Wow. So you got to think he's six foot two, and he's holding on to this thing. He looks like a like a little remora or a little minnow next to this thing. I mean, it was just huge. But that's the bad thing about. what I do is, I mean, I love spearfishing right. and I love photography. 
So on Instagram, I'll get a lot of private messages telling me you need to pick one or the other, but you can't keep posting pictures of dead fish and then a picture of a beautiful octopus like sucking onto your camera. They're like, you need to make up your mind. And that's the thing for me is that, you know, it's very hard for me to decide which one to choose because I find beauty in both of them. I mean, my buddy's holding a fish is like, uh, it's a beautiful picture, but then also looking at octopus and looking at other fish swimming around, you know, naturally, that's another beautiful shot. So do you understand where they're coming from? 100%. You do. I understand it. But that's the thing about Instagram. If you don't like something, you don't have to follow it. Right. You don't have to comment on it. You right. don't have to like it. You don't have to write up noxious things on it. Sure. Just ignore it. Right. Your comment isn't going to change anything. That's what people, you know, need to realize. Man, yeah. It seems like you get a lot of haters on that. Oh, it is bad, man. And it it's funny. We, I get I get quite a few of them, too. And it's just... Uh, have, you, have you ever gotten into a... Uh, a comment for with any of them or no because what i like to do is the quickest way to nip it in the butt is just kill them with kindness yes yes kill them with kindness and they will apologize to you at the end it's funny uh, i've had a couple people who would say something to me or post it on an article just just something really derogatory and terrible and i and i always come back with saying i appreciate all types of feedback i'm taking 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 it into consideration send me your address and I'll send you a free bag of coffee. Yeah. And it usually at that point, they never hear from them again. They're like, Oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Yep. You know? So I, uh, I like that approach. You kill, kill them with kindness. Guy. That's would what you, it's about. Would you ever free dive with an orca? Oh man. We've had this conversation with some friends before and those things terrify me. Yeah. They are so smart. They are just, Oh, they are so smart. But I've had a few friends. Uh, one of my buddies, parent has dove with them before and he said the same thing. He's like, man, you can just look in their eye and you can see intelligence in there. They are just super smart creatures. And they're massive. And they're huge. And they're they're pack hunters. Yes. So They, they kill great whites. They kill great whites. Yes. Yeah. They rip, they throw seals like 50 feet in the air. Imagine what they could do yeah. with us. What, all right. It's so terrifying. yes or no, would you do it? Oof, if I had the right people in the water with me, yes. Okay. Yes. Great whites. Oh, 100%. That's on... Every single time we and, dive here. And we're here, talking about non-cage, right? Non-cage. Every single time we dive here, that's like, you Which know. you're hoping for. We're, we're hoping for because they've been spotting a lot yeah. in South Florida the last yeah. few years. So the population is really booming for them. So one of these days, yep. it's going to happen. Uh, have you have you swam with tiger sharks? Yes. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful creatures. Outside of the whale shark, what is your favorite shark to dive with? Oof, man. Um I guess it would be tigers. Okay. I just love looking at their patterns. Like their patterns are just, it's mesmerizing. You look at them and it's just, it's trippy. Which has been the most aggressive shark you've encountered? Oh, bull sharks. Okay. As soon as they, as soon as they flip that switch. Mine has been um, reef sharks. I've actually, they've gotten pretty close to me a couple of times where mm-hmm. I've just felt a little bit uneasy. Um, I've come across a couple of reef sharks, bull sharks, but my favorite has been the hammerhead. Oh, they're beautiful. It's absolutely be- And just the way they move through mm-hmm. the water with their head. Yeah. Um, we jumped in. We were just in 12 feet of water off of the, off of the breakers. And um, just kind of looking around and just kind of just, you know, seeing if we could see like any kind of like reef fish. And I look up and you just see this thing just cruising oh. by. And it's, it's one of the most gorgeous things. Oh, they are beautiful. And how fast they can turn oh, yeah. blows my mind. Yes. I mean, on a dime, they can just turn their head. <sighs> now, surfing, have you seen any, have you seen shark surfing? Oh, spinners, spinners, black tips, yes. all over. Is that is that? Would you say that's an activity you would rather not see a shark in? Because you don't have your mask. Yes, you don't have your fins on. It, you know what we? Your ta- legs are dangling. Yeah, we we talk about that quite often when we're out there. I'll be surfing with like some of my buddies uh, and my buddy Casey. We always talk about this when we're out there, and I'm like, this is when one of us is going to get bit when we're surfing. I was like, how embarrassing would that be? We dive with like yeah. like you said, hammerheads, tigers, bulls, reefs. We dive with all that stuff, but. This is the time that one of us is going to get bit. And I get I get a little uneasy when it's murky out there. Oh. Um, I was at the I was at the pier one day. It was in the morning. One of those days it was just crystal clear blue, waist high offshore, just perfect, mm-hmm. just longboard setup. And I just remember just kind of sitting there looking around and just it's like one of those days. It was probably like twelve feet of water, fifteen feet of water, and you can like see like you know the grains in the sand. I'm just yeah. like looking. Just this is so awesome. So I'm looking over to my right, then I look over to my left, and like right where the ukulele is, it's like. Oh my God, it's, it's like a six foot reef shark. <laughs> dorsal fin is right there. And I just remember like for, I always thought that I would get like freak out, but you just kind of get in this zone. Yeah. You're just kind of like, and you're just watching it. You yep. watch it and you watch it. And that's when I had the realization that 
if that thing wanted to kill to eat my leg, if it wanted to eat me, if it wanted to bite me, my leg was right. It went right yep. by it and had no interest in it whatsoever because it was crystal clear. Crystal clear they, water. They, it knew where my foot was. Yep. Now, where I do get a little kind of skeeved out is, you know, when it's murky. Yes, for sure. And um, I don't know if I shared this with you. I went surfing. It was a couple months ago. And it was like a head high day. Offshore, perfect. There's a couple guys out. And I just caught a wave and just jumped off the back. It was nice. Caught a little air off the back. White water everywhere. And I saw some like bait fish jumping around. Paddle back. And, I, and there's a guy um, 30 yards from me, you know, starts screaming. I can't hear what he's saying. And then he makes like the fin on top mm-hmm. of his head. And I'm like, what? So I patter faster than him like because that's going to help any yeah. situation. It's like, what are you about? He's like, as you were coming out of the water and you kicked your leg up on the board, um, bait fish came out. And as you kicked your leg up, a shark's mouth came up with to get the bait fish. He's like, it literally just missed your foot. And I was like, well, I guess it's kind of cool. Like, I don't even, I didn't see it. So it really didn't affect me that much. But it was like, but if you think like, the really worst thing is like if you're out there by yourself and something for like sure. that. So that's it does go through your head. I don't, yeah. yeah, it goes through my head when I go out there surfing. That's why you can't so. be doing these things by yourself, man. Uh, what's your favorite spot to dive? Favorite spot to dive. I love going to the Bahamas. So my favorite place to dive over there is probably Walker's K. Okay. Yeah. Is that your favorite place where you've been? Uh, Honduras and Belize by far. My okay. favorite places I've been. Like, cause, cause you could shoot, you could shoot anything in Honduras and Belize. There's really not... Yeah. You know, they really don't care. And that's what I, it's, it's bad to say, but there's like species that you can't shoot in Florida yeah. that you can shoot there and it's perfectly fine. Now we have, um, we have spring break upon us right now. Yeah. We have a lot of tourists in town now. Oh, yeah. Um, the unfortunate part is some people will get caught in a riptide, et cetera. What do you have as it being kind of a free diving expert? What advice do you give to folks, you know, that are coming down uh, here for spring break and the summer, et cetera? Uh, for what, riptides or just being in the water? Just being, just being in the water in general. I know, I know that you're not a lifeguard, et cetera, yeah. but just knowing what you know about breathing, et cetera, what, what kind of advice can you give to people of, of as they come down here? You just never want to panic in a situation. That's what a lot of times uh, people have problems with. They'll get and say a riptide and they'll be fighting that riptide when all you have to do is let it pull you out a little and swim to the side yes. and you're clear. Yes. So you never want to fight against anything. You never want to panic against anything. Just stay nice and relaxed, breathe, and just, you know, hopefully everything will be okay. And right now the weather's really crappy here in South Florida. It's going to be windy and nasty for the next few days. Um, so you want to make sure that if you are going to go places to try to snorkel or you're going to go tra- places to try to dive, listen to what the locals tell you. If they tell you not to get in the water and they tell you, no, the boat's not going to run, don't try to find another boat. Right. There's a good reason why you're not going to be in the water right now. It's going to be murky. Right. It's going to be gross. Sand's going to be stirred up. We still have a lot of spinner sharks in the area right now. So you don't want to be swimming in dirty water because any movement, it could be your hand, it yeah. could be your foot. They might come up and bite it like your incident that you almost had when you were surfing. Yeah. You know, I was actually thinking about that this morning when I went for the run. Steve was there. You can, if if you can just see, like I jumped in, it was fine because um, it's definitely like a little bit of a wind swell. But you could see where folks would panic. You know, so it's just like if it's if you've never been in the water, you know, if it's not classy, just kind of stay out, just mm-hmm. kind of keep, you know stay knee deep. But just but you know, if there's any type of wave, just know that that water comes this way, but it's got to go somewhere else. Got to go somewhere else. So, exactly. Um, well, cool. The uh, I, that's pretty much all I had in terms of where. Oh, I did, I'm I'm sorry. There's actually one more thing. So you are the underwater photographer. Um, what is your gear setup? My gear setup, being free diving, and I don't scuba dive. I want to make sure that I have a camera that is a well, like a good camera, and I want to make sure that it's smaller. So my choice of cameras that I shoot with is going to be Sony's. I like to shoot in Sony A6000 is my camera to go to. Yeah. And why do I tell people, you know, smaller cameras? Because when free diving, what I'm going down with is what I'm coming up with. So I don't want to have to adjust my weight belt. I don't want to have to adjust anything. I want to be able to dive comfortably with a camera and not struggle to get to the surface. So that's why I choose Sony's. And then you have an underwater housing for it? I have underwater housing, which is a What's more expensive, housing. the underwater housing Oof, or the camera? Housing, for yeah. sure. They are pricey. How, do, how does all this compare to, let's just say, the GoPros? Oh, GoPros are great right now. I love GoPros. People that are just getting into photography, I tell them, get the new GoPro right now. And there's a housing out there called like, uh, the Connects, or Connects, Connects um, which is a dome for your GoPro. 
So it allows you to get the over-under shots that everyone wants to get these days. Everyone wants to get like half person in the water, half person out of the water, half fish in the water, half fish out of the water. So these housings really do help them with that effect. So it's a, it's kind of like a dome that goes it's over the GoPro housing? Yep, it just goes right over uh, the the actual eye of the GoPro. It just goes right over it, the lens of the GoPro, so then they can actually see the over-unders of it. And it comes with the handle. A lot of people are using it for like surf photography. They're trying to get in the waves and get those gotcha. you know, barrel shots. Have you used your GoPro for surfing at all? Oh, yeah. yeah. I use it. I, I don't want to... My thing is, is my housing is a little different. It's meant for free diving and scuba right. diving. It's not meant for surf photography. So I use my GoPro for surf photography yeah. and I'll set it on like a burst so now I can get that barrel shot that I'm looking for. I get that person in the barrel that I'm looking for. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, I took it out for the first time, I think two or three weeks ago. It was just in a closeout day, but I was just, it was so cool cause I'd never seen myself surf before yeah. and it was, it could be, maybe it was a selfish thing, but I just kind of enjoyed like, okay, that's how I actually did the turn. Yeah. That's how I, you know, paddled into it. Do you, do you have it set on video? Or you have it set on camera? I just, I just wanted video at video. first. I just nice. wanted to see the video. So Christopher Landers, if people want to either bu see your photography, buy your photography, mm -hmm. or just kind of see what you're all about, where can they go? Uh, they go to my Instagram page, which is going to be Christopher Landers. It's uh, how do you spell that? K R I S T O F E R L A N D E R S, that's and that's on my Instagram page. Okay. Um, or you could go to my Facebook page, which is going to be Christopher Landers Underwater Photography. Okay. And you could, or you could email me at Bones Spearfishing at gmail.com for any prints that you guys are looking for. I have a new webpage coming along, so I don't want to give that out just yet. Okay. Uh, my friends are actually redoing it right now, so it's shut down. Um, but once that's out there, you know, it will all be linked to my Facebook, uh, to my Instagram accounts. Cool. So. Excellent. Well, my friend, thank you very much. Do you have any questions? Anything that you want to bring up? Any last shout outs? No, no shout outs. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you having me today. It was a lot of fun. It was, in, it was different. <laughs> you've never, you've never actually experienced somebody playing the ukulele in front I, of you with I, headphones on and everything. I didn't even think you could play the ukulele. Do you ukulele. want to play us out? No, you're, you're good, man. You got it. You got what it What song down. do you want to hear? Um, just wing it. I probably can't play it anyway. So I was just like, uh, just wing it. Steven, what should I play? My favorite bands is uh, OAR. There you go. You heard of them? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, this is awesome. Thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And we'll me. talk to everybody later. All right. Have a great day, guys. Bye.